Coming up, upsets in the Big Ten. How does the weekend basketball on the hardwood shape how we look at the NCAA tournament picture? You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Nate Dickinson. You're tuned into Locked On Big Ten. Our show today is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve those 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Coming up on today's show, we're going to dive into the weekend from Big Ten basketball, review some of the matchups, and take a look at how it's affected the way that teams are looked at in the NCAA tournament picture. Of course, we've got the biggest win of the weekend and one of the biggest in the Big Ten season, one of the biggest in school history for Northwestern and the Wildcats to talk about, and then we'll get into an Indiana narrow win over Michigan, as well as a surprising Wisconsin loss to Nebraska as the Badgers sit squarely on that NCAA tournament bubble. Of course, we'll wrap things up with all the other Big Ten news from around the country. But first, let's get into that big game on Sunday. Of course, talking about Northwestern Purdue. It was a huge win for the Wildcats as you warmed up for Super Bowl Sunday. You got a chance with this game to get hyped up as Northwestern came in and in front of a rowdy home crowd just won that game against Purdue. And I say that meaning they won that basketball game. Purdue's a much better team. Purdue wasn't able to have its A game if it was going to lose this game to Northwestern. But the Wildcats came to play. They were ready to win this game. That The run they went on at the end to actually take things was incredible. One of the most excited I've seen that Northwestern basketball court ever get, or that gym ever get, with the way that that crowd was into that game. Of course, the court storming afterward at the end. But a six-point win for Purdue, 64-58 to the final score. And this team played with a Purdue team that is the best in the country, if you ask me. Or at the very least, is one of the best teams in the country. Was able to, while not totally contain what Zach Eady was doing, be able to, while he did well, control everything else. And Northwestern wins the game. And again, truly won that game. It was not a matter of Purdue just not showing up to play. Northwestern had to win it, and they went out and got it done. Big, big win for a team trying to make its second NCAA tournament appearance. All that being said, as I mentioned, Purdue did not have or had to not play its best game to be able to lose this one. Purdue's just a more talented team than Northwestern is. And there were a couple of those things. Uh, Purdue shot 28% in the first half, or I'm sorry, in the game. In the second half, they had 13 turnovers, 16 turnovers on the game for the Boilermakers, 13 of them in the 20 minutes that end up deciding things. And that was the big difference in this one. Purdue could have won this game. Purdue was winning this game. And that's part of why this is so remarkable is because Purdue went up by eight points with four minutes left to go. That's game over. If you're a Purdue team that is as good as Purdue is, and you're playing a Northwestern team that, while the Wildcats are putting together an NCAA tournament team here, they're not supposed to be able to match up with Purdue. 
home, away, whatever it is. The point is, Northwestern did that and did it in a time where it seemed like the game should be over. For Northwestern to go down eight points with just four minutes to play and then go on a 17-3 to run, it ends up being to end things. That's the kind of thing where when you're getting down to the end of the game, when you're getting down to the end of the season and thinking about, okay, who can win these games and win these upsets, Northwestern's going to be a hot pick to win whatever second-round game they play because of the game like this that they put together. They finished in a way that I wasn't expecting them to, in a way that nobody has really against Purdue. They close out those games. And Northwestern, I don't know if they found the formula or what you want to call it, but they beat Purdue on Sunday. They were the better basketball team, especially down the stretch of that end. Uh, obviously, Chase Adige is outstanding. Boo Booey is incredible. Uh, Adige scored 10 points in that 17-3 run. He was huge, clutch. Bowie is a co-Big Ten player of the week because of his performance in the game. We'll get to that later on. These are a couple of guards with the experience that they have and what they've been able to do here pretty consistently this season for Northwestern. That second weekend kind of potential. That's the kind of thing where, again, when you think about where Northwestern's going to be, which is probably like around that 7, 8, 9, 10 seed, and where they're going to play in the second round, which would be one of the top 10 teams in the country in that case. The reason why teams get those upsets is because they have the experience to play on the outside, like what Boo Booey and Adige are able to give Northwestern. We saw it on full display against Purdue, and now that they've proven it, that they can win the big game, one, obviously helps their tournament resume tremendously, but two, I think once they get into that tournament, they're going to be a hot pick to make that second weekend. And a reminder, of course, only the second NCAA tournament in Northwestern's history would be the first time they ever got to that second weekend. It's, of course, historically good what Northwestern is doing just relative to what's happened on their campus, of course. But Northwestern now with this win, I think puts them pretty safely in the NCAA tournament at the moment. I think they'd have to really stumble down the rest of the stretch to not get in. But this was it. This was the win. And because of all of that context, because of the fact that it's the number one team, a team that Northwestern has never beaten before, a number one team, because it puts Northwestern in a spot where they now have that big signature win to go with the rest of their tournament resume, and it could very well have clinched their spot in the field of 68, you could argue this is easily the biggest win in Northwestern Wildcats history, aside from maybe their NCAA tournament game win, of course. This was huge for Northwestern. Solidifying win, win that establishes you as an NCAA tournament team, which we'll get to when we go over brackets in a minute. But more than anything else, this team's good. This team's proven they're good, and after what was a bit of a rough patch a little while ago, I think Northwestern is back and back in the NCAA tournament come Selection Sunday because of this win. Of course, a lot of basketball left to be played, but as things currently stand, I'm taking Northwestern to get into that field easily. Of course. Let's get into the rest of the Big Ten weekend. But before we do that, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success every year and in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve those goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with different targeting tools that can get to any of the 875 
million member profiles out there on LinkedIn. So if you want to find the best candidate for your job, go over to linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players too. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's continue to dive into the weekend here around Big Ten basketball with a look first at the Bracketology update. Uh, we've been using BracketMatrix.com for the past oh, few days to get into everything on what everyone has to say across Bracketologies. So what this is, if you don't know, a hundred brackets or around there, it adjusts depending on how many have stayed updated. But at the moment, it's an even 100 brackets across pretty much every sports site that you know and a whole bunch that you don't too, that have full 68 team brackets and look at every single one of them and average out where teams are. So a nice little composite ranking of how things are feeling. First thing to note, Purdue no longer a number one consensus. There are a couple of brackets at least that have Purdue as a two seed. I think it's only one actually because they're averaging a 1.01 seed. So yeah, I think that math checks out where it has to be just one. The point being, Purdue no longer a consensus number one across the board on all 100 brackets after losing to Northwestern. Next team is Indiana. They're averaging a 4.52 seed, so right in between that 4-5 range. Illinois is at 5.88 average. Rutgers is at a 6.38. Iowa's at a 7.2. Michigan State's at a 7.85. Maryland's at an 8.16. And Northwestern, with a big win, jumps all the way up to an average of 8 0.75 and the Wildcats also now appear in all 100 brackets that have remained updated. That's huge. And it's again a, a really just retelling of what I said. And then I think that win against Purdue clinches Northwestern spot in the NCAA tournament. And finally, Wisconsin still on the radar. They are on 36 of 100 brackets, of course, and all of them right on the bubble as an 11 seed. But that's it. And if you're looking for updates, that makes nine Big Ten tournament teams or eight Big Ten tournament teams with Wisconsin in the mix. And then you have the other five that are just out of it and pretty far out of it in the most part. Ohio State, Penn State, Minnesota, and Nebraska are all out of the picture. And Michigan is out too. We knew that. And it's been that way for most of the season with the exception of Penn State going back in and adding itself there. But outside of that, if looks like that's pretty clearly cut where the line is look out for michigan if they can win a few more games and keep playing well but aside from that i think you have right now your nine teams that are at least in consideration for the tournament and you have five other teams who are pretty much done what we'll continue on here by taking a look at the rest of the weekend in big 10 basketball with first a wisconsin loss that really really hurts them we just mentioned Wisconsin only mentioned in 36 out of 100 brackets. Not all of those were updated after Wisconsin's loss to Nebraska over the weekend, but it really, really hurts the Badgers' chances here to make this tournament. We've been saying all season, if you're a team that wants to make the NCAA tournament and it's at all close, you can't afford to lose to Nebraska or Minnesota this season. They are the two bottom feeders in the Big Ten. Ohio State's been equally as bad as far as their record goes. But as far as what actually a 
what people are thinking about when they're making these brackets. Minnesota and Nebraska are the two worst losses you can take. Minnesota, the worst. But losing to Nebraska here, while it be in overtime, this is a 73-63 loss in a game with Wisconsin firmly on that bubble trying to get signature wins, and instead it gives itself a signature loss. This is a big L to take against a team that is not going to be even close to the NCAA tournament conversation in March. This is bad. Really, really bad for Wisconsin's chances to make this tournament. While Northwestern definitely, I think, makes the tournament after this win, it's not nearly as drastic for Wisconsin losing this game, but it could easily be at the end of the season if Wisconsin does not make the field that we're going back and looking at this game in particular as part of the reason why. Not just because they lost, but because they led by 17 points in the second half. And it was gone in a matter of like five minutes. It, it was incredible. I, I'm complete. I'm blanking on the big the star basketball player's name for Nebraska. Tominaga. Casey Tominaga has been absolutely great. Hit four threes in that big five-minute stretch to give Nebraska a lead after being down again. 17 points just five minutes earlier. This was one that Wisconsin fans are really, really hurting after. I know it. And as a team that has been sitting on that NCAA tournament bubble for about the last month, and a team that really lost its way to getting there after being a team that was pretty firmly in that field earlier in the season. This was a loss that really feels like the culmination of this downslide for Wisconsin. It's been really, really tough. And this whole game on both sides was tough to watch, but watching Wisconsin fall apart was not great. Uh, they shot 36% from the field. Uh, Chucky Hepburn missed 13 shots, 8 for 21 from the field for him. Nobody on Wisconsin was really doing anything outstanding the Badgers shot 15 more times from the field from Nebraska that has to be a win that has to be a win against a team you're supposedly better than you have to be able to win that game and Wisconsin just could not get the job done now if you're a Badgers fan and I have to put this in here because I just am always conscious of what the fans are complaining about of course you do have to point out that the fouls in this game were 23 to 13 in favor of Nebraska on Nebraska's home court. It resulted in a 23 to six free throw attempt differential between these two teams. And that can easily be the difference when you're looking at a game that went to overtime. But at the same time, Wisconsin did not do anything on its side to take control and win this game. Just really a poor, poor showing from a team that has been looking for a reason to make the NCAA tournament and just cannot seem to get the win to push them back into that field. They've been right on the edge. Wins, losses, they've been putting themselves right at that NCAA tournament bubble, and it looks like they may be destined to stay there for a little while longer after this loss. Only other game I wanted to mention was Indiana's win against Michigan. Uh, Michigan was a better team for a really, really big part of this game. Ends up being a one-point loss for them. But they led, and led big late. No points for Michigan in the five final five minutes of this game. And it's a really tough loss to take for a team that's playing well. And I should say, it's a tough loss for a team that's playing this well to take just because it feels like, like in the way that Northwestern's, or I'm sorry, Wisconsin's poor play has really kind of culminated in this loss to Nebraska. 
Michigan's been playing pretty well. And I feel like the culmination of that could have easily been beating Indiana. But instead, they fall a point short again after not scoring a single point in the final five plus minutes of this game. It was, again, something that had to be terrible to watch if you're a Michigan fan, because you know how big that win would have been. You know, if you're trying to make the NCAA tournament, getting that kind of a signature win matters. And while losing by one doesn't hurt you, when it comes to Selection Sunday, you need wins, not one-point losses. And Michigan's a team right now that, if it is going to make any sort of run, is running out of time and really, really could have used that one tab in the back pocket. A tough way to lose. Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Huchifino are great, great players. That was really my only other note. The way Huchifino has developed into an incredible supplementary piece there for Indiana is just outstanding. Trace Jackson Davis just continues to break records and be one of the best players in the Big Ten. Somehow he's now, I, I guess, even in the conversation for this, which is insane, but he could be Big Ten Player of the Year, which is nuts considering how much of a seemed like breakaway win that was going to be for Zach Eady just a few weeks ago. He's been really good. Hood Shafino has been really good. The way I say that Boo Booey and Chase Audige can take Northwestern to the second weekend I feel like Trey Jackson Davis and Jalen Huchifino, with how good they've been lately, that's the kind of play that can take you to that third weekend, to that final four appearance. And Indiana's starting to play like it, and the rankings are starting to reflect that too. We're going to get into, of course, to wrap things up, all the news around the Big Ten, including the newest AP Top 25 rankings. They're, of course, out. Purdue's no longer number one. Survived the loss to Indiana, but cannot survive a loss to Northwestern. Boilermakers go down to number three with their third loss of the season. Indiana moves up to number 14 after they beat a ranked Rutgers team at the time. Rutgers no longer ranked. Northwestern is what would be number 27 if they continued voting. So again, only Indiana and Purdue actually cracked the top 25 this week for, for the Big Ten. Northwestern would be number 27 if the voting kept extending Illinois, number 28. Rutgers did get two votes, and Maryland got one vote to round out the Big Ten in the top 25. Big Ten players of the week are Jalen hood and Boo Booey. They picked up huge, huge wins for their teams with, of course, huge, huge stat lines. Jalen hood the freshman for Indiana, is the freshman of the week. Four Big Ten players are on the Golden Spikes Award watch lists. Big Ten baseball season starting up, and of course, every year they give out the Golden Spikes, which is the equivalent of the player of the year for college baseball or high school baseball, too. There are high school players who could win the award. Uh, the four players from the Big Ten who are on the watch list is Michigan State's Mitch Jeb, Rutgers' Ryan Lasko, Maryland's Jason Savakul, and Maryland's Matt Shaw. And finally, Penn State has won the Big Ten regular season wrestling dual title. It's the ninth time that the Lions have taken home that crown. As far as the Big Ten basketball schedule for today, Indiana, or I'm sorry, Illinois, not Indiana, faces off against Penn State and the Nittany Lions. Nebraska is against Rutgers and Michigan against Wisconsin. My picks for those games in a moment. In men's tennis, a ranked matchup, a top 10 matchup, as a matter of fact. Number one, Ohio State is hosting number 10, Baylor. And in Big Ten men's lacrosse, not a typical Big Ten team, but one in lacrosse, Johns Hopkins, the number six team in the country, is facing off against number 19, North Carolina, in an early season battle between a couple of unbeatens. They've only played three games combined, but still, unbeaten is unbeaten. On my picks for the day, as I mentioned, Illinois is against Penn State in, Penn, in Pennsylvania. 
a three and a half point underdog the Nittany Lions are, I'm going to take the Nittany Lions in this game. Penn State needs it. Penn State could get a good win against the tournament team here. Penn State's good at home. Penn State is feeling a little frustrated after a not so good week for them last week. It's looking like it could be a Penn State upset here, if you ask me. Plus three and a half. I'll take the points. Again, all lines provided by FanDuel. I've got another underdog in the other Big Ten bet of the day. Michigan on the road, one and a half point dogs against Wisconsin. Wisconsin needs it too, but Michigan's playing really well and Wisconsin is not playing really well. Give me the Wolverines in that game. One and a half point underdog for Michigan on the road, a three and a half point underdog for Penn State at home. I'll take the points on both matchups. And of course, we'll let you know how those do and how everything else plays out tonight in the Big Ten. Next time, we have you on Locked On Big Ten. Of course, a night of basketball to go over as always. I'm sure something else will happen too for us to get into on the show. Thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow along on our feeds to wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and Twitter. It's at Locked On Big Ten. One zero at the end when you're typing it out, not T E N. We'll be back tomorrow with an update on everything that happens tonight in Big Ten basketball and everything else that happens in the Big Ten. Of course, until then, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On.